say I am your host Kay Edwards. How is everybody doing today? Here we are. Here we are on the second weekend of December, which when you look at the calendar, we are exactly 12 days from Christmas. Now, my question is, does the 12 days start up to and include Christmas Day or is it 12 days up until Christmas ending on Christmas Eve hmm I was just wondering I mean I never knew the answer to that question I know the silly things that you think of when you have nothing else to think of right (laughs) hey what could I tell you if this is the first day of Christmas then I'm looking for my partridge in a pear tree Now, does UPS deliver on Sundays? Well, after I think about it, a partridge in a pear tree? No, I don't think I want that. I'll pass on that because I don't really care for birds too much. I mean, I like them from afar, but I don't like them flying around me. So, no, I'll just wait to the fifth day, which is the five golden rings. You can come back to me on the fifth day and then you can give me all the golden rings you want. I want to remind everyone that if you like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn, when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android. They're both available in the Apple Store for iPhone and the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming FRB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Now, I received an overwhelmingly positive response to last week's show. It seems to have resonated with a lot of you so much that I decided to continue in that direction. 
being the year that we've had, we all want to feel and be our best going into the new year. We've all had a rough time, some more than others, but we are all still thankful for wherever we are today. Oh, before I become too involved in the show, let me thank all of you, my listeners, for making, drumroll please, what would Kay say number two on the top 10 list of shows airing on Radio Free Brooklyn for November? It's my second time making the list. The last time I made the list, I think I came in around 10 or 9. But you guys have pushed me up to the number two spot. And for that, I am truly grateful. And we came in number four in talk shows for the month of November. I thank you for tuning in and listening every Sunday. And for those of you that are new to the show, you can find my past shows on my show page at Radio Free Brooklyn and also on Spotify and iTunes. So, as I was saying, last week's show, we discussed letting go. So this week, I want to continue with that theme, but direct it more towards a top towards the topic of decluttering. I wanted to specialize it like not just because last week we talked about letting go in general, but this week I wanted to focus on decluttering. Now, you know that I am big on leaving unnecessary baggage where it belongs. And last week, if you recall, we said that everything that we learned in 2020, we were going to bring with us into 2021. Of course, we are talking about the most important parts, the lessons, the habits, the beliefs that were formed when we tried to understand what was happening to us this year. They will in turn help us to navigate 2020 and the new normal that we have created for ourselves. Now let's be honest, not everybody dances to the same beat, right? And in times of crisis, the movements can really be a bit off. But let us remember, what is off to someone looking from the outside is perfectly on beat to the person doing the movement. And to that, I say, that's what life is all about. The blessing of being able to move to your own beat. And we just have to do it while being respectful of others at all times. So, what does it mean to declutter? Right? What is clutter? Well, Webster, Miriam Webster, says that decluttering is to remove unnecessary items from an untidy or overcrowded place. And now Cambridge says that to remove things you do not need from a place in order to make it more pleasant and more useful. Now, when I think about those two meanings, those two definitions, if I had to choose between the two, I think I like the Cambridge defini definitions better. Because with Cambridge, 
you are not only moving things um, you don't need, but you're doing it for a reason to make it more pleasant and more useful. With Webster, you're just removing unnecessary items, but where, what are you doing with these items once you remove them? And most importantly, when they're gone, then what? I know this sounds simplistic, but if you don't have a plan for what you want the empty space to be filled with, you are just creating space to be filled with use, useless stuff and things once again. And when we begin the act of decluttering, yes, it's an act. Declutter is a verb. So that means it will require some movement on our part. But the movement part comes later. When we begin this act of decluttering, it has to begin in our head. Your environment is a reflection of how you are feeling and thinking within yourself. So when we begin this with this month being the last month of the year, we're going to think about starting to declutter. We must begin with how we are feeling and thinking, which harkens back to the letting go of things. What thoughts untruths, prejudices, stereotypes, biases, and stigmas must you now confront and begin to work on? Where is your starting point? Where do you begin? For one, let us remember that going into next year, you will remember that everyone, and I mean everyone, not just you, has had a difficult time with the year 2020. So I don't want everybody to go into 2021 thinking, oh, I decluttered and you need to have your act together. And No, and we're back to where we were before. Some people might be able to clear their minds of some things and others may still be trying to figure out how to clear their minds of things, you know. Everyone at their own pace. Remember I told you, we all dance to a different drum. So as I, as I, me, myself, began to ruminate about this topic, it occurred to me that we have so many thoughts and feelings that need to be decluttered. And did you know that it is estimated that the average person, this is according to Psychology Today, has about 60,000 thoughts each day. Now, when I read that, I was like, can you imagine? And we usually are thinking about the same thing over and over. And it's usually always negative. Hello, people. What is wrong with us? I believe, now this is just my opinion, the social influences that we encounter on a daily basis is the reason for these thoughts. Right. I mean, now ponder this. OK, now I know <laughs> I just said we have too many influences telling us to think about things. Right. And now I just asked you to ponder something. But I'm going to give you something to think about. And could we begin to declutter our lives if we just put down our cell phones for a day? Do you think that would help? Not looking at Facebook not looking at Instagram, not looking at TikTok, not looking at Snapchat, 
not looking at YouTube. I mean, the list goes on. I don't know how many I might have missed. I don't know if I've covered them all. But think about it. How much of your thoughts, your doubts, your fears are generated from one or more of these social outlets? And now that's not to mention the old fashioned outlet, the evening news, and with the advent of cable, all the additional political editorial news outlets, right? Most of the information spewed from these outlets can, can at any given time, become very depressing, which usually could lead to thoughts of inadequacy and low self-esteem. Our minds, when you think about it, are inundated with tons of information daily, telling us how we need to have this, how we need to look like that, how we need to speak like this, how we need to believe in that. We go through thoughts like, oh, if I only had more time, if I didn't look so dumb, if I wasn't so fat, I wish I had a better life, if I only had more money, if I was taller, if I was shorter, and the most famous one of them all, which I will admit, I have been guilty of from time to time. I have nothing to wear. <laughs> and now we all know we have a closet full of clothes, but it always seems, never fails, that when we are ready to go someplace, we never have anything to wear. We only have something to wear if we had specifically bought an, bought an item or an outfit for the occasion that we were planning to attend. And then, of course, we know we have something to wear because it's like, oh, I'm going to go get my outfit out of the closet that I bought just for this time. But if it's something that just comes up, spur of the moment, and somebody's like, oh, let's go here. Or it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't have anything to wear. But you wear clothes every day. So how do you not have anything to wear, right? But I say all that to say that all of the above that I mentioned are all invitations to the one party that we are all guilty of attending in and out of COVID, the pity party. I know that I am not the only one that has gotten an invitation to this infamous pity party, right? Where you can bring all of your negative thoughts, all of your baggage, and definitely all your hangups. What we have to remember is that these negative thoughts cloud our minds and they sap us of energy so that even when we try to achieve a goal, we feel defeated before we even begin. Having the ability to separate from social media, I believe every once in a while can have a profound effect on how we view ourselves and how we view life as a whole right? So now with that, here are some steps that we can take to begin the process of decluttering our minds, which will allow us to then declutter our living spaces, 
and our lives overall. The first thoughts that we need to re- rid ourselves of are doubt and negative thinking. We have to challenge our mind to think positively, right? We're not victims. We might have been victims at one time or another, but you can't live in that state of being a victim. We are much more than that. When we feel that we are lacking confidence to succeed in a situation, we have to think about the courage that we that we mustered up to even attempt the situation, right? Once you start putting that in place, when you provoke your mind into seeing what is positive and what the result could be, it will produce good results and continue to think on that path. We have to think of ourselves as I am a wonderful creation and everything that I do is wonderful. But of course, we know that we're going to make mistakes, but we are not our mistakes. We are so much more. And Psalm 139.14 tells us, as usual, you know, I am reading from the New King James Version. I will praise you for I am fearfully, fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well so you see if we think like that about ourselves if we tell ourselves positive affirmations on a daily basis especially when the the thoughts of doubt and negativity start to creep in on our minds we have to quickly combat it with the positive, the positive thoughts that we have about ourselves. And your mind will start to develop that, that habit of thinking positively. It's just like when we would think it, when we learned about how habits are formed, it's the same process. So now the next thing, here we go. If I only looked or act like this, then they would treat me like that. Stop comparing yourself to others. Love your life, not the life of other people, right? Now, being who you truly are will allow others to accept you for who you are, and it lessens the pressure on you to try to be someone that you're not. Now, it's back to the social media. This is where social media plays a major role. Because when we're looking at the feeds, showing, like the feeds that are showing everybody posting stacks of money, fancy cars, luxury mansions. Yes, that might be their life. But when you really think about it, if they were so comfortable with what they had, why would they be posting it to for everyone to see, right? I mean, like if you have something and you're happy with it, yes, you're going to be showing it, but you're not going to be boasting it and bragging it and, and throwing it up in people's faces all the time unless it's something that you're trying to prove, right? So it makes you think they are feeling exactly what you're feeling. 
And that is most of the time, we don't want people to know who we really are because it makes us vulnerable. It makes us feel vulnerable. And that brings about the fear of rejection, right? And isn't that the number one emotion that we are all trying to avoid? Vulnerability? It began with Adam and Eve in the garden. If we go back to Genesis 3-7, it says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. So they realized after they had been living in the garden all that time and after they had eaten the, the forbidden fruit that they no longer that they weren't you know they weren't clothed so they were trying to cover themselves cover themselves because they felt ashamed and that's what most of us do not that because we're walking around with shame but we cover ourselves because we don't think that people are going to accept us for the us that we are for the people that we are, for the person that we are. So we have to stop comparing, love who we are, love our life. And yes, sometimes we will be vulnerable, but just remember everyone is vulnerable. Everyone feels that same exact way. And now we also, another way to declutter our minds is to stop dwelling on the problem and create the solution. When we focus on the problem, we remain there with the problem. We need to focus on how to solve the problem. Solutions create positivity, which is what our mind needs to move forward into a better space. When we begin to declutter our homes, our workspace, and our life, it is important to do things little by little, one step at a time. I mean, you're not going to just jump in and just say, oh, I'm going to do this. Even though some of us do, like some of us get this whole thing of when you finally get the the aha moment and say, oh, I, I, you know what? Let's let's start this decluttering. Yeah, I heard on what would Kay say today that we need to declutter our lives before the new year. So let's start decluttering. And you just go and you start throwing stuff out. No, that's not the way you do it. If you take it in steps, little by little, you'll get more accomplished. Because if you think about it, our homes are just a reflection of what our minds are harboring, right? So as we rid our minds of negative thoughts, we can look at what we have in our homes and do the same. Right. Because in our mind, we have to we have to put our thoughts together to process to see which ones we need to get rid of and what we need to replace it with to make it better. Or if not replace it, then the good that we do have there, just get rid of the negative that we know is there. So as I stated, our homes become the reflection of what our minds are harboring. As we rid our minds of negative thoughts, we can look at what we have in our homes and do the same. We fill our lives with stuff to feel better. So before you purchase another item, ask yourself, 
do you really need that? And if you don't, then leave it there. Put to use what you already have and anything extra, donate it to a charitable organization, right? And if you don't need it, chances are someone else does. We can put one foot in front of the other when we put one foot in front of the other the combined small steps will lead to changes that will be easy to maintain over the long run decluttering your mind frees up space for the important things in life like your family like maybe taking up a new hobby you know enhancing your education and volunteering and helping someone in need. When you reduce your commitments, when you live in the moment, when you think about the routines that you do on a daily basis and you schedule time to meditate, it allows you the freedom to be expressive, creative, and the individual that you were meant to be. When your mind is free, you can see life from a different perspective and you can see it the way God intended you to. And in Jeremiah 17, 10, it reminds us that I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So I want us to think about that. I want us to think about when it being the end of the year, I want us to think about everything that we have gone through this year. I know a lot of you want to just forget it, but you can't just forget it because there, like I said, there are things you're going to have to carry into 2021 with you. And you don't want to be standing there scratching your head saying, ah, oh, I do recall something like that, but I can't really remember. Uh-uh, Because it's not a time to be doing anything over. Nobody wants to redo anything that happened in 2020. Trust me. But. With that, I say, think about everything that's going on, how you want your new year to be, how you can start formulating your mind to start taking out the things that you don't really need, putting in the things that you do, and doing the same thing with your home and your workspace because now we're all working from home. So now we have the clutter of the paper, perhaps, or just whatever extra that we had to do because we are doing office work from home. Take the time to organize your life before 2020 comes in. Oh my gosh, did I say 2020? I meant to say 2021. No, we do not want to repeat of 2020. Hey, by no means do I want any of you to think that I think that decluttering your mind is a simple task. It is not. It takes determination it takes even bravery because when you go into your mind to start to declutter, once you go into those little compartments that you have already formed for yourself to make life easier, to live, to make life bearable, it's going to be a process. It's going to be some things that you're going to confront that you have stuck away, f you have stuck away, tucked away for years trust me I know because I had to do the pro I had to do the work 
there's no way that I could have been on the radio talking to any of you today had I not have done the work. But don't get me wrong. I'm still doing the work. I'm still doing the work. And that's why I say it takes a process. But you take it one step at a time, as I mentioned. And when with each step, you do as much as you can. And when it becomes too much, when it becomes overwhelming, you stop, you assess what you have done, and you pat yourself on the back and be proud that, hey, I did that. I work through that. I work through that obstacle. I work through that emotion. I work through that traumatizing time and I survived it. And that right there within itself is an accomplishment. So just trust and believe when you start the work, it, it works. When you start the work, it works. <laughs> and with that, I say let's take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say on Radio Free Brooklyn. There is no fear Cause I believe There is no doubt Cause I have seen Your faithfulness my fortress over and over oh lord and i have a home found in your name and i have a strength found in your grace your faithfulness my fortress over and
Welcome back, welcome back to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. It is now time for the portion of the show that we call Op-Ed. Now, in Op-Ed this week, I want to touch a couple of things. First off, I want to start with the fact that the vaccine has been approved by the FDA and they're just waiting for one other approval 
I believe it's one other approval. By now, they probably might have had it already. But it's about to be released, people. The vaccine is about to be released. I'm excited about it being approved. I'm just a little skeptical about um, how it's going to be administered and how it's going to affect us when they give it to us. And England, over in England, they've already been taking the virus. I mean, they've already been taking the virus. Good night. Excuse me. They've already been taking the vaccine. (laughs) Is that just words of wisdom that I'm speaking out of my mouth now, Lord? They've already begun taking the vaccine. And there have been, there were two patients, patients, I believe, that had a severe allergic reaction to it. And what they're saying is, if you are subject to having severe allergic reactions to things, then I guess if it's if you are the person that walks around with an EpiPen, then you need not take this vaccine. And that's what they're saying. You have to be cautious. But I'm sure they're probably going to work those kinks out. Or I don't know. Maybe I don't I don't even know if they know what's causing what's causing the reaction. But of course, you see, that's what happens when you rush stuff through without really testing it the way it should be tested. But who am I? I'm not a, I'm not a scientist, so who am I to say anything about that? But I did want to make people aware of that. So all of you who are wanted to rush and get it when it becomes available to you, think about it. If you have allergic reactions, you might not want to do that. And now... They're saying that Cuomo, and I I like Cuomo, don't get me wrong. I like him. I think he is a man of integrity. But it kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I was hearing about how they wanted to distribute the vaccine to black and brown people. Because they were saying um, black and brown people are the most affected by this COVID disease. And, And I'm not sure if I believe that. I'm not sure if statistically we are the most affected by it. And I guess I say that because not saying that a lot of us haven't died from it. Yeah, I believe that. But why is it that when you have these clusters of areas or regions popping up with high concentrations of COVID, well, I'm talking about in New York, that the areas in Brooklyn, particularly, those aren't black and brown areas that have high concentration or high numbers of COVID in it. So I guess I'm just going on my little scale of Brooklyn. And I think like Brooklyn is the universe. No, not really. I don't think Brooklyn is the universe. But I guess in other places, maybe we are. I don't know. I just don't seem to I don't seem to buy into that in anything. In any event, he said that. Because he knows that 57% of black and brown people are skeptical and do not want to take this virus. They're going to be boots on the ground to get it out there, to explain it, and you know, educate everybody about this vaccine. And now when he said that, I I got a little little, um, uneasy because I was like, when they were opening up the testing sites in the beginning, back in March, when we first, when New York was first hit with this wave of the COVID. They weren't boots on the ground trying to get testing sites in black and brown neighborhoods, but why are you now boots on the ground to get the vaccine into people? 
I don't know, that just makes me kind of leery. And it could just be me. And I'm not a conspiracy theory type of girl, but you weren't breaking your neck to get us tested. So why are you now breaking your neck to get us vaccinated? I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on that too much. We'll just wait and see how it rolls out. We'll wait and see what happens with it. We'll wait and see who gets it. We'll wait and see what the reaction is when people take it here. Because, you know, we're only watching the people over there in England. And they, you know, they're different from us over here. So we'll see how it reacts to our people over here. The next thing I want to talk about in op-ed is the fact that there was a man, because, you know, Staten Island had been complaining about their bars being closed, and there was this big old rally about this one bar, I forgot the name of it, that everybody wanted it to stay open. I don't know what, what they were serving at this bar, but everybody wanted this one bar to stay open. And the police went to serve, I don't know if he was the owner or a pick. It, for whatever reason, they were going to serve him some papers because he had violated the the code of number of people that could be indoors with dining. And do you know that as the cops were going to serve him some paper or warrant or something, that he ran, now mind you, here's the scenario, picture this in your mind, people. He ran past the cops, got into his vehicle, and then proceeded to run the police officer over. Now, why does that sound remotely strange? And now his lawyer is stating that, oh, he feared for his life. That's why he was trying to get out of that area. Now, mind you, the police officer that was on top of the hood of his car suffered fractures in his legs or whatever. But his partner, who was on the other side of the car, with his gun drawn, never fired a shot. Hmm. So you mean it is possible that A, a person can fear for their life and B, panic and get in their car and oops, C, run over a police officer inadvertently while they're trying to flee for their life and also D, actually survive that whole situation and encounter like that? Because this is the first that I'm seeing of this happening because anybody else that I've known that has gotten into a car or has been in a car and the cops felt like their life was in danger, the car is rattled with bullets. So there is no lawyer to speak for the man to even say whether he feared for his life or not because his life is no longer. And this is the injustice where when people were protesting over the summer, this is what we were talking about. Of course, you know, this person in the car that did run over or had the cop on the hood of his car was a white man. And he walked away and even got a lawyer to be a spokesperson for him. Hmm. But yet he ran over a police officer. So he wasn't, the police officer didn't fear for his life. He wasn't, he didn't feel that he was in danger, that he needed to draw his gun, although his partner had his gun drawn already. But his partner never fired any bullets. Interesting. So you mean to tell me that 
there is a possibility that people can do something breaking the law and they don't have to lose their lives in the process. Something to think about. Next on the list of op-ed, we have our infamous POTUS. He is going to go down in history. (laughs) He is making sure that he solidifies his legacy one way or another, right? Now he has the, is it the governor of Texas? And and several others, 17 other states joining in on this class action suit against the fraud that was committed in the election. Like, really? Enough of this already. Uh, I mean, this is just comical. But you know what? It actually isn't comical. This is actually how the United States actually was back when the Civil War was going on. This is the same type of stuff that was going on. They're not that they were accusing anybody of cheating or stealing the election, but the the um, the the difference of opinion in the states and what the states wanted to do and what the states wanted to believe. So y- the United States is just acting like it normally acts, right? We just have to wait until, what is it, January? Is it January 20-something? Well, we'll wait and see when uh, the new year comes in, what happens. But, oh, on another note, which I found so ironic, and he, the first, okay, he's always the first one to want to stand up there and say, I've done more for black people than Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. But if you look, he just sentenced to death, I think it was five or six black people that was on death row. So I guess those black people that were on death row that were looking for him to pardon them, I guess he figured they had to be the sacrificial lambs because he lost in Georgia. And, you know, Georgia is, you know, it was the predominantly black sections of Georgia and Philadelphia and was it Wisconsin that he won that, you know, that he's trying to get all those votes overturned. But since it was the predominantly black counties that did the highest amount of voting for Biden, I guess those ones on death row had to be, you know, they had to be sacrificed because he couldn't get to the masses that didn't vote for him in all those swing states. So sad. But yet, he has done more for black people than Abraham Lincoln. But when he gets angry with us, he does more for us as well, right? (laughs) And that's my bit on op-ed. So I want to say with that, we have to remember our word, which is believe. Our word is believe for this month. And our promise for today is going to be, let's see, what is our promise? Our promise is going to come from Galatians 4, 4, and 5. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Blessed be the word of the Lord. And with that, I say, everyone take care of each other. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. 
social distance because COVID is still out there, although we do have the vaccine coming. Um, this is the last week. No, we have a couple. This is the week before Christmas. Like I said, we have the 12 days. Come see me on the fifth day with the five rings, five golden rings. Don't bring me any partridges. Don't bring me any turtle doves. Nothing with birds flapping. If you want to get in touch with me, you can write me at whatwouldksay at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Tell me something that you might want me to discuss, something you might have a question about, or even a comment, whatever. Drop me a line at whatwouldksay at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram. And I am on Twitter also, but I don't write too much there. But I think I'm going to start posting more there too. But you can follow me on Instagram, WWK Say Today. And with that, I say be a, be a blessing to one another. Be safe. Social distance. Once again, wear your mask, wash your hands. And until we meet again next week, God willing, peace. Nothing feels better than to know you, and nothing's more important than to show you that nothing comes close to what the vibe is. Nothing's more exciting than the time spent with you. No one but you can love me true. How you love me when you love me and you tell me everything is gonna be alright. Yeah. And you mean the world to me. You are my everything. And I never, no, never, never ever wanna know what it's like without you. you forever